I'm smarter than a beaver. Welcome. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett, here as always with Kyle. Happy Thursday, dude. Happy Thursday, Garrett. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited. We got, we got a packed show today. Uh, we're going to be doing some spoiler stuff. So warning at the top for everybody, we're going to be talking later on in the show. So stick around, but <laughs> later like, on the show. You don't need to warn them. We're not doing it yet. Well, I know, I know, but you know, we will fill it out, you know, because once we're in it, like I'm not gonna, you know, do do this warning all the time. Plus, it's a new thing; it's a new segment. So, we're gonna be talking about Prey 2022 today, the Hulu Predator movie. <laughs> it's, it's not related to the video game Prey in the past, which There's was a also confusing. multiple movies by the same name and more than yeah. one game by the same name. It's a word; you, you, you can only go so yeah. far. There's only so many names in the world, and we'll be doing my my big expose. On God of War 2018 that I finished. This I cannot week. wait yeah. to talk to you about honestly both of those things. Yeah, so we're debuting another. Our, our, if you haven't noticed, our segments are fluid. When we yes. have something to talk about and it falls into a segment, the segments on the episode. But you know, some things may not happen every week, and they may reappear other weeks. So this week we are debuting our new segment, what we're calling post credits, which is when we talk about full on. Spo- it's our spoilers segment for something we have both made it to the end of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But first, you know, video game news and all that sort of thing. I'm I'm excited to be free again. It makes it sound negative, but you know, like I've I've been going on God of War. It has been every single night. Everything got pushed to the side. So now I look upon the banquet of games that are coming out and what I want to pick next. It's such an exciting time. It's shopping time. And, you know, there's the, the Cult of the Lamb just came out. That looks kind of fun, kind of, you know, Zelda-y, but like <laughs> Kind of um, uh, uh, don't starve is very the art style. I, I think it's more of like a roguelite, though. Ultimately, all I've heard about this is uh, the name, and uh, I've seen, I guess the like the loaded, like the title screen with the actual lamb with the bloody eyes. Yeah, with the with the little hat on and all that. I think it's like a city. So my understanding from the outside, it just released, I think, yesterday. And they took away the demo on Steam. So you can't get the demo. Maybe I can go to their website and still play the demo. Uh, but it's kind of a city sim. Uh, managing your city is how you get the roguelite kind of aspect of it, where, you know, as you go out and maybe die, you bring back some resources and upgrade, increase your health, and you get followers that are worshiping you because you're an evil lamb or something. Very much in that kind of tunic atmosphere. Uh, hopefully something a little Moonlighter-y as uh, games I have enjoyed in the past. Yeah, this looks cute. This looks like a pop-up yeah. book. Yeah, lots of people have said it's uh, Tom Nook, but he sacrifices people. So a little Animal Crossing action in there. I if did. that interests you. I but did. It's, it's a little controller game action should be fun. I'm also curious about uh, Farthest Frontier which is very much in this vein of uh, going medieval. Is that the name of the game? There's like um, a banished and there's there are all these kind of real world Sims where like monsters never really attack. 
<laughs> There's no monsters, which is honestly a small hit in the direction for me because I'm like, man, I really, I really like, you know, I want to defend my town. There needs to be monsters. But this is in that vein of um, even Timberborn was one of the more recent ones where it's going to be strategy. You know, you manage the people and make sure not, you know, everyone's not having too many babies because the food supplies. And I think there's some banded attacks in this one. Early Ooh. access. Oh, this I've game heard looks like of. something I'd play. Oh, yeah. I need an ending. I need an ending. I love Age of Empires, StarCraft, all those sort of things. Games for me these days in my, in my adult sphere require endings. And even Minecraft, you can like go kind of defeat a final boss. But I want your game to be like, you did it. Do you want to keep playing? And I can go, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I, I did your I did your game. And I'm always nervous about finding the hidden caps mm. in games like this. You know, yeah, like you I played your own goal. Like I like yeah, I'm doing Civ. Like I just set my own goals. Like, well, you can win Civ. You can win. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm more interested in like, oh, do I just want to like uh, wipe the map, or do I actually want to try a peace for peace run, or you know? I always go for economy. I love having lots of money and just buying all my troops mm. instantly. That's that's kind of my preferred. But this this could be fun. What I'm always nervous about with games like this is hidden caps. Like Tropico was a really fun game. El Presidente, all that, the music. The atmosphere, the island being your confines was a really cute idea in order to make sure the game didn't go too big. Because naturally, you know, like, it's always weird when there's artificial barriers on, like, a SimCity kind of thing. However, there was a hidden population cap in that game. You'd reach a certain people size, and the game went... We're not going to go any further. So I had, like, all these airports and hotels, and no one was using them, and no one was filling them out. Because they... For the sake of the game probably exploding and avoiding that explosion, they put a hidden population cap in there, and that was that was very sad. So I've I've been burned on infinite sims uh, in the past. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I've never played that game, so and uh, I didn't even know what you meant until you said it by infinite cap. Have you have you ever played any of the two point games? Because they got a new one too, the two point campus. Never heard of it. Uh, two point hospital is their big one. Uh, it's like it's it's goofy. You know, you got your prison simulators, which are like, oh, like that, that's a little serious. Oh, I have seen I, I have seen this hospital game. I guess I just didn't know it was called Two Point Hospital. Yeah. So Two Point Hospital is a take on the hospital management simulator, but in a wacky way. Like you help people who have like clownism or they're suffering from mime disease or whatever. And <laughs> you cure them from it. Like it's it's super it's super casual in that way. Gotcha. Uh, it has an air of goofiness that something like the the Sims has. Yeah, yeah. Or even what was Sim Town? Right, that was the real childlike one. Where I don't think I ever played Sim Town. I'm not even oh, sure yeah, I know it was, that exists. It was like the baby version, you know, kind of back in the day. Uh, but Two Point Campus is their new one where you manage a college. So I don't think that would ever get too serious or need the wackiness. But these are fun. They're not even resource management. They're people management games. They're flow management games, I think is what I've heard them called. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense, right? Like, like uh, you could probably even, like, wrap this up in, like, a like a train or an airport simulator type thing, too. Like Exactly. You need enough people stocking, you know, the, the snacks to stock the run the security to get people on the plane. You need enough planes. So it's all about getting people in the building, divided up into their different cubbies, and then those cubbies have cubbies, and those cubbies have cubbies, and depending on how deep you are into the tech tree, it could get pretty tough to manage. But it's it's a fun 
Time War, for sure. This is one of those games where you'll look up four hours later. Yeah. Maybe not even because you would like are fully immersed or enjoying. It's just there's always something to do, always something to manage. Sick, man. I, I There are like no games on my radar besides uh, 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 Thor Ragnarok. Got a War Ragnarok. Sure. Well, uh, and those shares shares the rag that's, and the that, rock. I'm a dirty AAA player, uh, and I, I don't I don't keep an eye on these sorts of games until I am I am told by people I trust. <laughs> that's a fine <laughs> way to work. It. There's a lot of indie games, and it's great. Like I, I love I love the absolute wealth, the burden of indie games we have, but they do need to rise to the top. And Thor, uh, Thor, I almost did a uh, God of War Ragnarok. It's going to be PlayStation exclusive. It's going to do, you know, it's still on four, I believe, but five is where it's going to come out to. And, and uh, uh, I bought a PlayStation to play God of War back in the day. So I'm not opposed to doing it again. Mm. What about Spider? You play, you love Spider-Man games, right? There's the, there's the remastered Marvel Spider-Man coming out. Oh, uh, I believe. Yeah. Is it already? I've seen a bunch of reviews. It's it's on. It's so the big deal is that it's coming to PC and you, if you got a crazy PC, you can run it with crazy specs. Uh, I, I don't care because I have it on PS5. So and I already beat it on PS4. So I've already seen the game with a pretty okay. crazy visual upgrade. Um, and that comes is, out tomorrow. That is 100 percent the type of game that I want to be on a couch playing on the big screen. Um, sure. When I got my PS5, the game I bought with it was the special edition. I forget they had different editions, but whatever edition of Miles Morales also came with the full original Spider-Man PS4 game. Um, so that was the very first thing I played on my PS5 when I got it. And uh, it's so beautiful, dude. It's absolutely insane. And I uh, and then when I upgraded my TV, because I finally got myself a nice LG OLED, it's massive. Um, I went back and played it again. And holy shit, <laughs> it's so pretty. I... The, it, I'm glad that it's coming out on. I'm glad that it's coming out on PC so that more of my friends are going to get to experience this game. But for me personally, don't care. I'm going to go play it on my TV. Like I've been playing it for a while now. How'd you feel about the filler complaint? I heard there was a lot of like walking simulations where like Mary J would call you or whatever. Uh, I don't walking. I mean, I guess there were. I don't remember walking. I remember swinging around and taking a call, but I just like swinging around. So if they want to give okay. me exposition while I'm swinging around, no, I, uh, um, that sounds like a really dumb complaint to me. I am like zero chill in love with those two games though. So yeah, take that as it will. Um, so that was an expansion, right? Where you played as miles Morales. It was a standalone release. You didn't need the original game oh, or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, it was a standalone release. I don't believe... I think if you just bought Miles Morales, I want to say it was like 20 bucks cheaper or something like that. Don't think it was full... Maybe it was full price. That might have been the complaint. Um, that one sounds more fun because he's got more fun powers. Yeah, he's got like electricity and shit. Yeah. Uh, on, yeah. I, I mean, they're both great. Uh, and the story in both are really good. It's it, They're properly solid Spider-Man adventures, man. Uh, and the voice acting is really good. I I, I, would, I did. Uh, I I am part of the cult that thinks uh, the original Peter Parker model looked better than the redone one when they brought it out for PS5. What, what changed? Why? So when what? They, they completely changed what Peter Parker looked like, even though the entire game was the same. But Wait, they, Peter Parker out of his suit or Spider-Man in general? In, in out of his suit, because there's a oh. lot of scenes. If you play the original one, um, like. It, 
like very light spoilers for a game that's been out for a long time, but like you're, you're hanging out with Dr. Octavius, like as an employee of his, there's a lot of out of Peter Parker scenes. And in the original one, he looked a little older. And then when it re-released on PS five alongside miles Morales, they made him look a lot younger to kind of look like a, not quite Tom Holland. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. It's not bad. It looks fine, but I, the story in, the PS4 Spider-Man, which is what you're getting the remaster of on PC, is about an older Spider-Man. He's he's not like he's not like brand new. Like oh, I just became Spider-Man. He has been the friendly neighborhood superhero for some years now. So it made sense for him to look a little older. He didn't look crazy old, but he looked more like mid twenties rather than like seventeen. So what was the problem then? I it, I just don't like the model as much. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, why Why did they do it? Why did they choose to I'm assuming update? to make him look more like Tom Holland. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. That is the Spider-Man. That is the Spider-Man of the time. When when Disney does a Spider-Man, they have a voice match for Tom Holland in their parks. So, yeah, they they fully embraced it. Yeah, and I, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Don't get, don't get me wrong. There's honestly something I really like about everyone who's ever played Spider-Man. Uh, since you and I have been born. I didn't watch the old, really old live action stuff, but from Tobey Maguire to now, there's something I like about all of them. Um, but I digress. <laughs> have, you, want, you want to talk news? Let's get to it. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Kyle, I hear Netflix has really good games, but I have no idea how to play them. Oh, so I... S- it's on your phone, right? These are phone games it's, using the Netflix that's, app. That's part of the confusion. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the confusion. Headlines everywhere this week to something of the long of the lines of Netflix has good games, but no one uh, is is playing them uh, apparently. And I guess this all started with a CNBC article where they pulled some data from a website called Apptopia and realized Sweet. that the games on Netflix have been downloaded a total of slightly over 23 million times and average 1.7 million daily users, which according to that, and CNBC went and did the math, that's less than 1% of Netflix's 2.20, or sorry, 221 million subscribers. Okay, you open the Netflix app, then scroll down until you see the games row. There's no separate tab for the games altogether. Click on the game you want to play. That'll take you to the storefront of your device, at which point you are prompted to, oh, you have to, so you, it's like a launcher. You have to use Netflix to get the game, then go into your app supplier to receive the game. And then you go back into the game once you've got it and select your Netflix account as the one you want to launch it under. So Netflix doesn't have games. Netflix is like Huluing out games. Yes, but part of the confusion is like some of these games are games that exist that you could play with a controller on a TV. So like, why not also have that functionality on your TV app? You know, the app that you can install on a gaming console. Right. I'm sure it's a licensing thing, but perhaps. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you, what you just described. So that was a, that was a, a, a three part guide that's on Kotaku right now, which I actually found interesting because I had no, I, I knew they had games. I had no idea how to play them. And so it's so weird to me that you have to launch the app on your phone and it only works for iOS or Android. But then once you do, once you select that game from the app, then it like backdoors you into the <laughs> app store for the phone that you're on to install a completely unrelated 
app. Yeah, as I would if quit you just so got fast. it from like so. What, whereas if you're using the Netflix app on your phone, everything you're watching is in the app. So why don't you also play the things in the app? Yeah, uh, I I I back out so quick. Anytime any service subscription has been like, do you want to watch live TV? I'm like, I, I, I guess, sure. Hurdles, jumping puzzles, just horrible interfaces. This sounds like one of those. I'm just not interested. Oh, if you're looking for live TV, by the way, I have Sling, which uh, isn't the best thing in the world. It's a little jank, but watching live TV on a, on a phone is super freaking easy. Anyway, they've got, I digress. They've got some games. They've got Asphalt Extreme, uh, Card Blast. They have Into the Breach. They have Moonlighter. You're one of they your do. favorites. Like, You've named two. Two that I reckon. I guess they have Stranger Things. They have Stranger Things. They have two Stranger Things games. I've heard they're not great. I haven't played them, but. Oh, I've, I've only ever. Kristen played through the first two. And I watched while playing games myself. Wait. So I have really no idea what's going on. Wait. Play some Stranger Things. The Stranger no. Things games? No, no, I'm thinking of uh, what's the? Uh, it's kind of Stranger Things. E. What's the one where the the two the two girls and like there's a storm or something and like the people life is life is strange. Life is strange. Oh, completely I different. Confused. Com- yeah. yeah, I'm like, dude. How, I know how could I confuse you both, these and you don't really care for Stranger Things. So why the shit did she play through Stranger Things tie-in games? Yeah, I, I'm honestly shocked. There's even been three of them. I don't Wait, believe Stranger had, Things. Actually, I think there's only been two of them. But one of them Wait. was number three, but it was about the season oh. number three. <laughs> oh, because it it's Stranger Things three, the game. So 1984 was Stranger Things one. Stranger Things three is the game. Jeez. All right. All right. I, I think not a not. It would, I, although I would think it's very odd if they made multiple Stranger Things games, but all of them weren't on the Netflix game tie in. So. I got to look up Into the Dead 2 Unleashed. That sounds, it sounds awful. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Are you pulling up? Because I'm Googling it in background. Oh, it's not on Steam. Is this not a real game? It's an app game. So some of these are just apps. Some of these are app yeah. games. Oh, this just looks like a really mediocre first person shooter. Oh, okay. Boy. Yeah, this don't look great. So some of these are games, but... That probably means that Moonlighter has an app version. Well, that's how this works. Yeah, if you want to play yeah. Moonlighter, it would then download a version of Moonlighter for your phone. So this isn't like an emulator or them actually ho- Netflix's Moonlighter. Ah, uh, okay. So you like get the Netflix version off but, Netflix. But it's a full game. Like the Into the so, yeah. so did you hear about that giant Into the Breach update like a couple of weeks ago? I did. I haven't checked it out yet. So that I think was in line with it hitting Netflix. I thought. Maybe not. But it the yeah. full version with that new update is playable through the Netflix version. It's just full on normal ass proper into the breach, and it's updated. Okay, so that's what's so weird about it is it has some really solid titles, things I would love to play on my phone that I haven't played on my phone, like Into the Breach. Uh, but it's confusing, and I even remember hearing about this like like early last year. There was like a Netflix, I think it was an earnings call or something. And the CEO was putting out a call, like admitting like, hey, we're looking for devs. So even all the way back then, my brain was like, oh, Netflix is going to get in the games. That makes sense. But I was thinking more like Game Pass because I keep describing Game Pass as Netflix for games. So why wouldn't Netflix try and do their own version of that? And this is so far from what Microsoft has accomplished. 
with Game Pass. What was the Netflix mail game service back in the day? Because Gamefly? I... Yeah, Gamefly, man. I have used Gamefly. Oh, yeah, I used Gamefly. <laughs> Gamefly was the shit. At the, it, 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 was that no. per, it was that window. It was the post-death of Blockbuster, but, but Game Pass hadn't come along yet. I just mean they kept giving me free trials and I would take them every time and then get, you know, a few months of gaming, like back to back using different emails. They had no protection for their service. They did yeah. not care if I used the same address. I I rented some games in post-college life there, 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So rough it, times, rough it, times. Anyway, it's it's like I like I want them to push this so much further because, boy, that would be a lovely added value to my Netflix sub that I increasingly cannot justify because <laughs> I just, I'm watching less and less Netflix as the minutes tick by. But yeah, now you, now Kyle, all I want to do is talk about how much I liked Blockbuster when it was competing with Netflix in the early days, like when you would still get DVDs mailed to you from Netflix. And do you remember this? Did you ever take advantage of this? What, what happened? what they do? It's, they so in the waning days of Blockbuster's life, they had they tried to compete with Netflix where you go to like blockbuster.com and you could rent a movie and they would just mail it to you. But the cool thing about it was if you returned it at a Blockbuster location, they you got like a freebie rental from the location. So I would just chain. Oh, I would just chain rentals. And I loved it. I I I ended up using it over Netflix, but then Blockbuster died and so did that service. Um this, this is an extremely hmm. weirdly specific memory. I remember uh, using this a lot near the tail end of college, which was like the last dying breaths of Blockbuster. So. No, we so we rented the Black Cauldron, a personal story years, but we rented the Black Cauldron, which, you know, with Gurgi and all that, it, it's a cool, dark movie, but they added Gurgi, and that's my review. For some reason, they thought we didn't return it. So my dad did the you just lost a customer thing to Blockbuster because they wanted to charge us, you know, like seventeen ninety nine or something to start using our account again because they thought we had stolen the black cauldron back in the day. So we went to Hastings, your entertainment superstore, a local New Mexico joint. <laughs> and I, I, I well, played video games so differently back then. Like now I do a lot more, uh, getting my dollar. You know, I, I play, I, I do something. I like make up projects for myself and I completionist. I get achievements Back in the day, it was just like story, story, story. I don't have time for side quests. It's a rental. And I would haul through my weekend. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, I, I, but back in the day, like before I had an N64, I remember renting an N64 from Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is like birthday weekend and it's not time for the new console yet because I would always get, I wouldn't get the next gen until the price would drop at least once. That's when I would get sure. like my sure. next console growing up. Um and so, yeah, it was like, oh, all right, birthday party this weekend. I don't have an N64 and that's what everyone's playing. I guess we're renting one. Um, and like the big, like ballistic clamshell case, it would come in. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. The old rubber band that the rumble pack would be attached with. Oh, I can smell it, man. <laughs> you can smell the rubber band. Well, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, like you open it and yeah. it's because in Florida, it, it, yeah, it, it heats plastic. up in there a little bit. Yeah. yeah you get that hot plastic, yeah. that hot electronic plastic smell. Mmm. Smells like headshots, Kyle. You know, head, what, like like photos, like good photos in a folder. No, like in GoldenEye with a oh a, headshots. A silenced, oh yeah, uh, PP seven. Yeah. Okay, uh, never mind. 
Um, here, here in town, we have like the Luigi van that drives around. It's not a van. It's um a trailer. You know, a guy's got a big truck and he's got the the gamer trailer on the back, and that's always going through my neighborhood as I guess birthday parties. Kids rent the gaming trailer for Fortnite and all play inside of it. I I see those around every once in a while, and I guess you know I guess it's it's like rent a land party, right? So yeah, it's like a classic school bus. Yeah, or oh. mobile library. Oh, you, remember you know the, what was cool? you remember the book fair man? Yeah, we're just yeah. going full member berries now. Well, uh, you know what was really cool. I always like when the like fake burning building would come to the school and they do the fire safety thing, where they you know they get you inside and the fire alarm would go off and so you'd have to like crawl and you know they they like they like have a smoke machine going and all the firefighters were like go kids go crawl escape the building. Now that I'm just fun. wondering if that was like not okay because I went to a Catholic school and they're like, no, we're not bringing a fire simulation to a Catholic school. It's too, Could too be. close to hell. Could be. be like, this wasn't while I was in Florida. Second grade was when they were really big. So it was a Florida <laughs> thing. I can confirm. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that, dude. You want to you talk about uh, uh, being a, a choir boy or an altar boy or the... Harvest Excellent. Festival, which is something Ooh. that would happen in the church parking lot. I can, sure. I can yeah. Did you ever? Did, sure. Just sidebar. Not this won't go long, but I'm just curious if you ever <laughs> ended up watching. Um, did you watch Midnight Mass on Netflix? No. What it, is it? Good? Is yeah, it something? Uh, it's it's prob might is be it spooky. It's one of my favorite shows, and yes, it is spooky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's a one off. It is a one season miniseries. You watch it, and you're done. Uh, and it's very good. And it's exactly what being an altar boy is like. <laughs> no, I haven't had Netflix subscriptions since they really kind of dropped the ball on their on their homemade things. And then they kept recommending I watch their homemade things, which I was like, yeah, no, I know what you're doing. Like, you got your exclusive. You make more money if I watch those. But I'm watching. You know, it's, it's like um, it, they're all awful. Right. You know, I finished praying. It's like, hey, let's fire up Rick and Morty. I'm like, I kind of adjacent, but, you know, you, you got all the alien movies. Tangentially. Yeah, all the alien movies right now, Hulu. Recommend something real. Like, like come at least on. I could go, Alien versus Predator sucks. I'll, I'll get that joke out, but at least I'll understand yeah. why you're recommending it. Exactly. But a little uh, more focus. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's going on. You mentioned New Mexico. I, I saw this and I immediately thought of you. And then it made my brain explode. Because I love, I love Breaking Bad. And if you watch a stream, we, you and I have already had at least three, like, 30-minute long conversations about how much I love that show and how completely disinterested you are in anything uh -huh. that just involves real people. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's just real people and there's no monsters, <laughs> Kyle Ferguson doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't want to watch it. But I do want to make, what we're going to do, do reviews today. I want to make it abundantly clear that I watch movies. So I can find a movie I'm going to watch again. And sometimes you watch a great movie that you can only like watch once, like um, uh, the Avatar, uh, James Cameron's Avatar. Like, I just have no interest to see it again. It was great. Like, it's, I had a good time. It's an okay movie that was highly entertaining and I never need to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so big and, and thick and kind of one notey in that way that, yeah, I don't need to watch. And then there's like Shawshank Redemption where you're like, wow, that was amazing. Let's not watch that again either, though, because, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's very serious and sad. And so, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's my goal. When I watch movies, I want to find something I can put on like for the rest of my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I get excited about that, but it's so rare, but I love one-offs like most a 24 films for me. Like I love them. Anytime I see a new a 24 horror film, 
like The Witch. That's one of them. Uh, like when they, when they drop a new horror film, I'm like, I'm going to watch this and I'm probably never going to watch it again. But they are some of my favorite movies. If you ask me like, hey, what's some of your favorite horror movies? I could rattle off multiple A24 horror films and most of them I will probably not revisit. The Witch freaks me out. That movie is so disturbing and so dark but it's so well made. The artistry, mm. the the dedication to the craft of filmmaking in that movie is unlike most scary movies I've watched. But Dude, I that poor director, probably. that poor director, everyone gave him shit because of the lighting quality throughout the movie. What? And like in particular, well, because it was like a historical piece, The Witch, right? It was, you know, it was the lighting is, is what part of what's so good about it. I know, but like he he was like it's historically accurate, and then he had too many candles, and every and like everyone on YouTube and Twitter was trying to hassle him. He's like, I gotta light my scene. I am aware that people living in the woods would not have more than one candle, but you needed to see the kid on the floor. Oh I can't God. help you anymore. I was unaware of this, and you just made me hate the human race even more. So thank you for that, right? Kyle. Um, right. Anyway, to get to the point, I was I was slowly moving towards is you're okay. not interested in Breaking Bad. But when I saw this headline, my brain exploded because apparently Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, once really wanted to make a Grand Theft Auto like Breaking Bad game. And okay, I don't know how you think or how you categorize Grand Theft Auto. Like to me, the core of, of a GTA game, the absolute like soul of the game is what city a GTA takes place in. You okay. Know, Vice City, it's 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 Florida cranked up to eleven. Miami, uh, uh, Vice City or not Vice City, Liberty City is New York and whatever. I forget what their fake California is, but it's Southern California. Um, like it, that is what makes a GTA because the characters are mostly uh, forgettable, except Tommy Versetti, but um, which is kind of just a Scarface ripoff. Now that I think about it, I digress. I, I, I'm, have you ever even cracked the surface on Breaking Bad as someone who grew up in and has a deep love of New Mexico? Because I mean, it's it's like half of the show is this visual love letter to Albuquerque. I am aware of a lot of parts of it, uh, particularly when he throws a pokeball at a building. That gift was very very popular, but. You know, what what was the Zootopia? Even Zootopia had like a prolonged Breaking Bad joke where they were mixing the feral juices that would made the predators all go crazy. I remember very little about Zootopia. I just thought the sloth was funny. Yeah, the sloth was funny. I mean, the sloth is funny and there was good chemistry and all that. It was, it was cute enough. Um, so I, I've, I've absorbed a lot of side things. I'm not aware of New Mexico outside of the house that they threw the pizza on and like some longing shots. And of course, the opening scene where he's teaching class is filmed in the high school I went to Wait, and graduated what? from. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was feel in like that I've been room. I've about this before and then I forget and then I get shot. Yeah, that, that, that was the room I had science class in uh, there. Oh so. my God. Yeah, okay. So um, that high school just showed up in Better Call Saul last week, by the way. Oh, <laughs> they, had new, they had a new scene at that high school. Um, yeah. Rio Rancho High is not above selling out a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm curious, like, would you clearly not going to happen, but I'm just curious, like, would Kyle Ferguson play a GTA game if it was set in a fictional rendition of New Mexico State? Absolutely. 100%. GTA, I played a lot of three. And to me, of course, being when three came out, it was all about messing around, you know, seeing how many cops you could piss off until we, the tanks show we up. You were the and, perfect age, which is to say slightly too young. 
to have been playing that game, but we were playing it anyway. Uh, yeah, there had never been an open world game like that before. That game blew my mind the first time yeah. I played it. That was a birthday with- party. That was a, a friend brought it over. It was my birthday. We Everyone slept over, all my buddies, and we stayed up all night. We didn't sleep a wink because someone brought GTA 3 and only the person who brought it had played it before. None, Everyone else there was experiencing it for the first time and we couldn't believe the the shenanigans you could get up to in that game. Right. Uh, was that one of the ones where you could run from the cops and get the paint real quick and then you pull in? Or am yes. I thinking of Need Yeah, for you speed? go into like the quick stop and the, 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 yeah. the garage would come down and you would, it, would, it would fix your car too as well. Like it would repair it if you were about to blow up and it would change. So we would go to the hospital right outside the hospital and grab the rocket launcher that was nearby and just unleash hell. And then once you were at max stars, you would try to get to the paint shop. Yep. And that, that was the goal. Like that, that was the whole game. Then you'd pass the controller or pass the keyboard, what have you. And then you, you'd play again. We did this a lot with um, the Phantom Menace game. That was great. Tatooine. You could piss off all the Jawas and they would start whipping out (laughs) miniguns. Like they designed for that, like literally, like garage doors. The Phantom Menace game, it's bad, but the, like garage doors would open up with Jawas on like minigun turrets. You could cause that entire city to go to hell. It was awesome. And then uh, Jedi Knight Outcast, you could use commands to spawn like twenty Luke Skywalkers to fight thirty. I think Dasans. I think was the bad guy, the T Rex, uh, evil Jedi in that game. And then if you engaged a cutscene while you had all those things spawned, it would keep going. So you'd be talking to Luke, who would be like, and he'd be like, ah, you must go to the other side of the guy. And behind, like, 30 Lukes are fighting 30 Dasans. And, like, all just, oh, it was chaos. I loved it. At any rate, uh, (laughs) Breaking Bad in New Mexico, I would play it. Because I played the hell out of Fallout 3. And when I was growing up, my grandma lived in the D.C. metro area. So I knew I knew the DC Metro very, very well. And while it wasn't perfectly replicated by any means in Fallout 3, that elevated that to such a degree, like going to the Natural History Museum, knowing where the Washington Monument was, was so huge. Hell yeah. I've granted New Mexico, you know, it's it's probably changed a lot, to be honest, since I grew up there. But you got one big highway, you got the I for I sore. Oh, no, that's in Florida. That's, that's, that's in Florida. Yeah, the I. Uh, it was I called I the Big Eye. It was called the Big Eye, which is like where all the roads, the highways would cross, and it kind of looked like an eyeball because you had the two going top and the two going through the middle, and from above it looked like an eye. So, so there are all these jingles about like take the bus instead of the eye, like going in local commercials. It'd be fun. It, it'd be fun. I would. I guess it would work because you'd be driving around dealing drugs. Or like, like building, he does building your own like empire. Like you could have like a base building thing. Like you could totally make a crime game out of, out of, of a vague connection to breaking bad. You, you, you do the drugs and then it would you make, give the drugs and then it would make headlines. Cause you're making drugs and, and parents would right. be mad. Sure. And yeah. And then, then you're 11 like, is the new breaking bad game, teaching your children how to cook meth. And then, you say, I say we're done when I say I'm done. And the Star Wars guy shows up and like makes a face and you fall through the floor. Like that's, that's my understanding Star of Breaking Wars Bad. Guy. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, I guess yeah, he's yeah, the Star he's, Wars he guy. Shows up. He's just the villain guy now, though there's, there's rumors he's going to be our next Professor X and I'm very down with that. Oh, then I think he would pull that off great. Right? 
Right? Yeah, he'd be great. It's it's, it's love- rare these days he gets to play a a good guy, and I yeah. think he does it well. He 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 does like like earnest kindness well too. Like he's not just good at villains. Anyway, I, I mean to be fair, Xavier is kind of a dick. He like, is. Go watch some of those yeah. old cartoons. He's he's, he's like angry Gandalf. He's yeah, got, he's, he's like got, yeah. He's got angry wizard energy serious lack of patience which makes sense when you can like see the future or read other people's minds like talking would be such a waste of time and frankly every x-men is trying to waste time except for cyclops (laughs) (laughs) which is why he's he's professor x's pet and then why he's my favorite exactly he's the worst the absolute worst happening or was this just a thing that will never sounding more and more convincing i guess he went and had a meeting um at hq which poured gasoline on top of this rumor okay yeah anyway we'll see it's rumor rumor speculation there was one more piece of news i wanted to talk about however it also requires explaining viral things on twitter which last week you said you you hate (laughs) social media so much that we should just make a segment where i explain to you why things are going viral on Twitter, which brings us to this week's first of two new segments. Welcome to what I want to start calling the meme mosh, where I explain (laughs) to Kyle why there's a mess on the internet. Okay, perfect. Yeah, hey, have you heard of the game Forspoken? Not... Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this is the this is the one with the weird voiceover, right? Like it's a kind of fantasy wizard game, but it's sporting attitude, like um, like that scale thing. What was that? There was like that canceled rocker he put on his earphones, kind of thing, and he was going to ride dragons and stuff, and they straight up just canned it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I think it was a PS4 launch title that they were doing. But this isn't an unknown. This isn't quite from the outside. It kind of looks like a kid in King Arthur's court kind of thing. Like they're they're bringing real world, real world uh, uh, attitude to a fantasy realm. Oh, I mean, you could just call it the Marvel thing, right? Like the self-referential, like the self-aware protagonist. Scalebound, like, yeah, check out me. Scalebound scale was that old game. I don't remember this at all? It was. It's kind of like so Devil May Cry, and so you're aware of this. Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer for this back. I believe this was part of the big, uh, was it the Microsoft thing? I think Forspoken's been shown a few times. Uh, yeah, it was one of the big the conventions last, I watched. The last two, I want to say, like summer e- E3 seasons, even though there hasn't been an E3 in a while. Um, yeah, so have you seen the specific advertisement they recently came out with on Twitter? No. Uh, so well, what? So you, you have the power to... Bring it up for the viewers, but also play right. audio that our, our okay. dear listeners can hear, right? So let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Earth. I'm seeing a freaking dragons and freaking dragons. Oh yeah, I'm talking to a cop. <laughs> yeah, okay, that is something I do know. I do magic, kill jacked up beasts. Uh-huh. I'll probably fly next. Yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, you can stop it there. And, okay. Um, and this is uh, th- this is this is something that the Forspoken ad team is doing now. It's- right. So so they've taken the words that were part of that trailer and now put them as the appearing words that happen in your TikTok 
kind of the viral video thing. So yeah, people can watch this it on is, sound, which is fun. Even though this is square, so it makes it seem more like a old school video for Instagram. Doesn't matter. Uh, however, um, well, first, Kyle, do you think that is a, a, an effective piece of advertising or not? I mean, <laughs> she's not wearing normal tennis shoes, right? So she, is she kidding King, King Arthur's courting here? Is like, is she from the real world and now she ended up? The tennis shoes are kind of neat. I have, I have absolutely no idea, but it does kind of look like tennis shoes. I didn't notice that before. This is such a, you got to wait and see this kind of product, right? Like this is like a, a movie trailer that comes up and it's like, everybody's talking about it. Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. And all the characters say, say the name of the main character. I hate those trailers because basically it's saying everyone's doing it. Won't you? All the cool kids saw Shrek. I don't know what this is about. It could be fresh, like a grumbly, you know, your main hero hates what they're doing and they don't want to be there. And I, I think it could work in the game. We're just yeah. talking about the, the marketing okay. right We're here. We're just talking about the marketing here. <laughs> We're not asking you if you think you, if you think it will work in the game. Because I agree with you. I think it could. But this is like if you just cut together, like you don't know what Uncharted is, and they just decided cram all of the Nathan Drake wittiness we possibly right. can into a 30-second thing for a new IP that no one knows anything about. And uh, no, me, I hate this it. is Naturally, just I hate this this. horribly cringy. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not great. So I've I've given you some links here in the show notes, Kyle. You want to click okay. on this, uh, the one that says Bloodborne? <laughs> okay. Uh, do I need sound for this? Yes, you definitely I, need oh, sound. Oh, I, okay. Here we go. Hang need sound. Okay, here we go. So let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call England. I'm so seeing freaking werewolves. I'm somewhere and, that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm talking to a so let me get this straight. <laughs> it's so unremarkable. They were both playing at the same time and we couldn't tell. <laughs> okay. You know, so, all right. So the, the internet grabbed on to the uh -huh. viral, the, the corporate, we're going to viral everybody kind of marketing and people are making off versions of this trailer with other games. Yeah, That's do, cute. Do me a favor. There's one more you just got to see. Please click on the okay. Metal Gear Solid link. Here. Oh, because oh, this game makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, let's do mm -hmm. it. Let's let's rock it. Yeah, let's get some sound for this too. So let me get this straight. I'm somewhere after the end of the Cold War. I'm fighting freaking mobile bipedal nuclear launch systems, and I'm talking to an anime fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the anime fan, dude. I yeah. was sitting here eating my lunch alone in my office before the show, and I saw that one, and I I spit out my leftover burrito bowl. These are really cute. You know, these aren't made with malice. I like this. This is a good meme. It's a good meme. It is, it's a fun meme. It's one that points out the cringiness without being mean. Right, because people are taking that idea and applying it to other games. And if you were to go through any game and cut out all the lackluster moments. Now, the weird part, of course, is that Forsaken is choosing to advertise them. Excuse me, sir. Primarily it's Forspoken. Just, oh, you know, just oh, so you know. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Forspoken. Uh, we are yeah. running out of words, so we're just having to make words up for the titles. Pray of didn't game. care. Pray didn't That's care. a very good point. Pray didn't care. How many times there's, have I... Kyle, how many times have we heard, are you aware that there's a video game studio called Grinding Gear? Yeah, it like, happens. Yes, it's also a thing you do in a game. But interesting, I, I, this is such an odd mix for Forspoken because they're going with this very Elden Ring font. 
And even the visuals are very like, you're going to lock on and do the Dark Souls roll and you're going to have some cinematic spell powers. But for the most part, looks like there's going to be a lot of running a la Assassin's Creed with magic. Yes. That so, game looks okay. Looks like a game I would yeah. play. We'll see. But their advertising campaign's super weird. Yeah, th- this, one's, this one's a bit strange. This one's a bit strange. Uh, I, I like it. I, Only I like you would catch the damn sneakers. I didn't catch the sneakers, but the, well, the sneakers are cool. Like that, if anything, elicits my uh, curiosity because they're like lighting up, and that's a cool look. The same thing happened with that Scalebound game. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. He was fighting dragons while putting in earbuds, but you kind of go, oh, well, "What are you? What are you doing here? What? How is this magic system going to work?" You got like some, some, some blue uh, laser powers, and I guess the cuff talking to you. There, there's some there's some bells going off where you're like, oh no, like oh, the main character is going to talk all the time and their cuff, I guess, is going to talk all the time and it's just going to be a Deckard Cain scroll on the ground. Everybody's always talking and you're just like, just let me immerse. And one of the problems always being when you get later in those games and they just stop talking because you ran out of material. You've got, you've played too long and you're like, oh man, the world's kind of empty now. Kind of dead. <laughs> I guess I played the video game too so long. Would the, Awkward. Would the, what would the one for Final Fantasy be uh, for 14? Would it be, uh, <laughs> so I'm um, somewhere I wouldn't quite call Azeroth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm fighting bosses I'm, from other video games. I'm seeing freaking callbacks and I'm talking to two identical white haired children. And this doesn't get good till 100 hours? Where am I? Because <laughs> she's talking outside the world, right? Super, yeah. Any of these would be bad. You can't, I can't think of a, a good game that this would look good for. <laughs> uh, I, I do magic. I kill jacked up primals. Uh-huh. And I'm managing my inventory. I'll probably like, glam it, next. Yeah. Yeah. Those powers look fun though. That's All right, we'll see. What's, yeah. what is this coming out? What is, what is Forspoken supposed yeah, okay. to let's, let's, be? Let's go. We've had our fun. I actually think this is a game I might, I might want to play. Let's, let's do release date that they'll probably not hit. Oh, no, they've already called it. They've already said <laughs> it's January oh. 24th of next year. So they're already not even trying to get this out before Christmas. Oh, wait, this is a, this is a Square Enix deal. Were oh, they the yes. scale bound? Were they scale bound too? Yeah, well, Square is a Platinum large games. umbrella, right? The developer on this is Luminous. Okay, scale bound was Microsoft uh, Studios. They were trying to make an Xbox One exclusive in 2017. Mm. But this is, yeah, so this is Square. That's, huh, huh. Because you weren't familiar with Stranger of Paradise when we played, when we fought Chaos. Uh, last week no. in the Omega raid. No. So they, they're they capable of playing the funny edgy. Uh, this seems like a different characterization, but man, Square Enix being tied to it, I have no idea what this is anymore. Square has uh, a lot of things that are not uh, that are not Square-esque. Yeah, it's very so. hit or miss. Uh, internally, sometimes there's tales of like kind of an old producer's club where basically a uh, the top end keeps getting their games verified. New ideas have struggles, you know, rising up. So that's why we have so many bizarre Square Enix games. Yeah, well, didn't the they, they sold off um, Eidos, uh, who made the, the new Tomb Raider games and Deus Ex. So Square Enix no longer owns the Eidos studios. 
Oh, right. Yeah, they, yeah, they got rid of all those. Yeah, that was weird. Relatively recent. Okay, Last back year, in I May. Believe. Okay. Back in May. Um, yeah, I went to the Embracer Group, who's buying up everything, seems like. Everything they can get their hands on. Don't really know who I they mean, are. I guess it's not Tencent, so yeah, that gives me some comfort. Hold on, because you don't know. They might be like 75% owned by That's by well, Tencent. 5%. Usually Tencent sticks to like 5%, but then they muscle around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, uh, yeah, I think that was, with that, it was like basically Square getting rid of all their Western studios, which... <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like a good thing. They kind of treat their Western studios like giant scapegoats. Um, there's, sure. I'll have to dig it up. There's some interesting stuff coming out. I think of the one of the heads of Eidos now that they're not with Square anymore. They basically just roasted the leadership of Square being like, yeah, they just blame shit on us. It was horrible. Mm. Don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm pulling from memory. I don't have the, the things up in front of me. That's a that's a discussion for another day. But yes, Embracer Group, Swedish video game. Yeah, I didn't come here to talk about this. I just wanted to laugh about before spoke. No, yeah, it's hard not to talk about because it it's it's they're making an open world magic system. Like it, it could be extremely empty. It could actually be really cool. It looks very Assassin's Creedy in some parts. Some Dark Souls. Like it is such a mashup. This game's gonna be fascinating to see release and what the final product is. Because looking from the outside, it is just. It's a buffet, man. As long as it and doesn't you, just like one to one try and rip off Souls like combat, I'm I'm in because that killed Assassin's Creed for me. It's like uh, it's like going to Golden Corral. There's some good items in there, but you're just not sure looking from the outside. I have never been to a Golden Corral. You oh okay, they, yeah, they you're just, not missing they anything. They look like diarrhea from the outside. Yeah, you need to visit your grandparents more. Uh, I, I did a lot when they were okay. still with me. <laughs> we yeah. never went to Golden Corral. <laughs> they never took you to Golden Corral. No. Okay. No, we were like an Olive Garden family. That was, <laughs> that was, the, that was, if I was hanging out with, with uh, my, my dad, my dad's parents, that was Olive Garden. Your line in the sand is drawn. I don't, Olive Garden. I'm not a buffet guy, man. Uh, Katie is though. So we, we do end up at Chinese buffets rather often, but I, I don't like I've, buffets. I have not been to a buffet in, Jeez, I can't. I wonder why. I wonder I do, if something I don't know. happened yeah. that would make you not yeah. want to eat in a communal food trough. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, yeah. right? Get in line, walk uh, down the thing, mm-hmm. a little plexiglass. Look, watch, you know. watch the retiree sneeze on the food in front of you before you get uh-huh. up to the tongs. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that didn't not appealing for some oh, reason. It's wonderful. I do like the German buffet at Epcot. That's that's that that thing is heaven after you've drank all day. It's wonderful. That weird thing in the back with the sausages. Yeah. I've never been in there. It's, it's, a good it's, it's a buffet. So, you know, the shit's not the best thing in the world. But when you've walked around <laughs> the world drinking all day, it's, 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 mm, oh my God, man, it's a religious experience. But uh, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for the second of our two new segments this week? Yes, bring it. This is post-credits, our new spoiler-filled segment, which we will bring back whenever Kyle and I finish something, get to the end of something, and we got to the end of two things this week. Well, I got to the end of one of these two things years ago, but you got to the end of God of War this week, so we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about a movie, because we're like, we got to talk about this on Grounded Gear, right? Uh, yeah, we should probably well, just yeah. we should probably just wave the spoiler flag. Uh, do you have a graphic you're going to put up for video watchers? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put up a little uh, a little spoiler action here, so anybody coming by can kind of can kind of see that cool. we'll be in the thick of it. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, if you're, so yeah, the spoilers for Prey. 
uh, are about Predator to begin. Predator 5. We, technically, like, do you put a number if it's a prequel? Is, is, there, it? a, is there a higher yes. numbered movie that is a prequel? I can't think of one. Okay. Didn't we go inside of a Predator ship and there was like Spartan or like old warrior stuff? Uh, Predator 2. You go inside of the Predator ship with uh, uh, was, uh, Danny Glover? Yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah. And he and he sees things from like old, old times. But this is, according to the description, the first Predator arriving on the planet. Oh, is that, is, why, is that what it says in the script? I, I just watched the movie. I didn't. If, it, if the, it wasn't covered in the movie, I didn't pick it up. Which is why the Predator's all confused. Like he shows up and he's like, "Snake, are you the biggest? <laughs> are you the biggest hunt on this planet?" And he messes up a snake, and he's like, oh, "That wasn't it." And he sees a wolf, and he's like, "Are you the biggest predator on the planet?" Messes up the wolf. But okay. the gun, yeah, the gun, the Danny Glover connection. It was, it was that was cute. That was cute. Yeah, I like the yeah. It's a, what, uh, what which is also cut because like, like who likes Predator Two? I mean, I kind of. I do. like Predator Two. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's a really fun one. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's it has a good escalation as the uh, the warring factions try to decide what's happening in there, and I like how Danny Glover, as opposed to Arnold Schwarzenegger, is using like cop tactics to figure it out. It's it's cute. It's not great, and there's some real just groaner scenes throughout it. Uh, but yeah, Predator Two has a soft spot. But you know, that also reveals that oh, a little little dark note there. I guess the Predator's got the gun back. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they collected it at some point. Oh wait, or I guess she did bring the gun to the. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it could be just they die of old age, and then the Predator's like, oh, I remember this thing. I'm gonna take this. You know? True. The predators don't seem the vengeful uh-huh. type, right? Like you win fair and square, they're not going to show up no, and be like, "They're oh. honor bound. They, they yeah. have an, a code. They have a code that they they operate by, and it's like part of what makes the monster so freaking cool. Because they're not just a mindless killing machine. They have rules that they operate by. Um. But so before we get, I, I quick make this as brief as you can. What's your relationship with Predator? Like, did you grow up with it? Because because I was freaking obsessed with Predator as a kid. Okay, Predator 1 I didn't see until late college for the oh, first okay. time. Yeah, that, Predator I, 1 was definitely one of those movies I shouldn't have watched when I watched it. Sure, yeah, we all have those. We all have those. It was after uh, I saw the first two aliens, um, but if if you have parents that care more about swearing than violence, uh, Predator was a much bigger, oh my God, you watched what, than, than the uh, aliens films. <laughs> It was also the 80s, though, so there, there was weird things hidden in everything. Like, there was a cartoon show for Ghostbusters. I watched Ghostbusters when I was really, really young. There were toys for Ghostbusters. I loved Ghostbusters, but there's still that scene with Dan Aykroyd in the bed, you know? It's kind of weird. Uh, but I mean, that was dude, basically they had, splashed they had Robocop in Robocop toys. They had Starship yeah. Troopers toys. Like, who's, yeah, that's who's true. letting their kid watch these? Well, those two toys. particularly, like melting people in the, I mean, definitely, I think I'm not, this isn't a, a rare statement, but the melting guy in RoboCop, RoboCop is one of the most disturbing scenes in cinema, at least as a kid. For me, at the beginning, disturbed me more. Like when, sure, when he yeah, well, that's messed up too. Yeah, yeah, that really, that really bothered me. I don't know why I was watching that as a kid. Probably because there were toys and it made me think that it was for kids. Um, Again, yeah, though that was the advertising, right? Everyone wanted yeah. to be Star Wars and everyone was super edgy and there was usually a boob somewhere like that. It was just the 80s. That's how it went down. Starship Troopers are boobs everywhere. Um, I didn't have a big Arnold Schwarzenegger phase though. Oh, um, I, yeah, no, dude, up. he's my, he's my action hero. 
Uh, I yeah. don't, I'm not a big Stallone guy. Uh, and yeah, Schwarzenegger, that's who I grew up with. Like, I still think Terminator two is the best action film ever made. Like, I don't think anything's better. It's just such a perfect movie. Um, and part of that is Schwarzenegger, but I, uh, Predator, the first Predator dude, uh, that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. I was obsessed with it as a kid. Uh, and I still love it now. And I probably watch it like every two years. I'll watch Predator one. It's good. I love the false start. I think that's the best thing about the movie. Yeah. It's just how it has nothing to do with aliens yeah. when you initially invest. So did you dig it when you watched it in college? Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was great. I actually ended up seeing Aliens vs. Predator first because I really like the Aliens movies. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I didn't really. So there, there's a long track here. I saw. So I was at a sleepover and this was a really big sleepover. Uh, it was lock-in. It was lock-in. And I come out out of the computer lab and people are watching movies. And it just so happens to be the scene in Aliens 2 where she goes, kill me, kill me. Bleh, and, and, I, and I was like, what was it? Like my brain broke. Most disturbing thing I'd ever seen at the time. Uh, distressing. But that started my cure. What the hell is aliens? What, what's going on? So I didn't know. I didn't see any of the movies because they were all rated R or I was afraid they'd be too spooky, which they probably were. But I ended up playing Aliens vs. Predator, the game. Now, only the alien and the predator part because the human part was too spooky. I, I avoided it. I was, really got stressed out easily. Uh, I had a friend beat the well, you were, Shadow Temple. You were in, a very delicate soul. Yes, in Zelda 64, right? Was Shadow Temple right? Shadow? That was Shadow Temple, yeah. It was yeah, scary yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah, no, Shadow Temple scared yeah. the shit out of me, man. Yeah, I had, I had a friend beat that for me. Like, I, I just did oh, not. Oh, wow, okay, I wasn't that bad. But yeah, it did definitely, definitely spooked me. Yeah, like um, I saw Independence Day and lost the whole night of sleep. Like, I was just very what? susceptible. Independence dude, Day? Dude, growing up, in New Mexico, aliens were the most terrifying real-world thing, and constantly with the age of um, uh, FBI, Mulder Scully, um, uh, X-Files. X-Files on. Yeah. yeah. Like, aliens were real. And in New Mexico, you could not convince a kid otherwise, so aliens were really, really spooky. So you would not be able to join the, the Bare Naked Ladies because you would not be able to watch X-Files with no lights on. No, I would not watch X-Files. No, okay. Particularly the scene with the lights where, like, the, the gnats, the little bugs come in and, like, carry people up into hives and stuff. I've, I've watched never, it after never, the fact. I've never watched X-Files. It's it's entertaining. It's episodic. It's kind of boring. I wish it was more linear now that I'm adult and I've tried it out. But hey, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so I played the AVP games. Loved them. And I love the multiplayer. So eventually, I eventually saw all the movies. And I've actually seen all these except for... F- Wait, this says six. So this is actually the seventh movie? No, what? No. Wait. So, they're not, so Predator in, this, one, in Predator 2, uh, you've got Predators, so, you've got The right. Predator, and now we have Prey. They're it's, not counting the AVP movies. No, in their no lineup. one does. They're garbage. But also, you shouldn't count The Predator, because it's actually worse than either two of the AVP movies. The Predator is one of the worst movies ever made. I had no interest in seeing that. It looked bad from the outside. It don't. Uh I liked Requiem. Requiem was a bit of a surprise. I kind of liked it. I saw it in oh. theaters. I, I expected that's one of this is the Jurassic Park kind of thing where people go in expecting nothing and popcorn and they have a good time. Like, I, I mean, I, I saw AVP one, so I went in expecting nothing and they still managed to make a worse movie. In my opinion. No, they it took place in like a town, a small town and everybody. It, I was this is OK. This is also during that time period, you know, when you're a kid and you well, a late teen and you love everything where everybody's expendable. Like, it's just like the hottest thing on the block of uh, um Battle Royale, like all of these sort of movies are just the coolest thing in the planet. When someone you thought was a main character dies in like the final scene, you just think this is the classiest bit of cinema you've ever seen. So 
A AVP Requiem came out at the right time, 2007 for me. I will though, now that I'm done memeing, I will go to bat that Predators 2010 with Adrian Brody is amazing. And I love that film. I'm so glad to hear that. Okay, yeah, dude, I am a massive Predators stan. I think that movie is wildly underrated uh, and I freaking love it. So Lawrence Fishburne, yep. Topher Grace is in there for like, he seems so out of place, but he does a great no, job. Yeah, but it works. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I, I will not spoil Predators. You I will, will spoil Prey uh, <laughs> because that's what we came here to do. We're drawing um, a line. Drawing a line. But if you haven't seen Predators, go see it. The, the Topher Grace's casting is freaking perfect. It's yeah, so he perfect. does a good job. Yeah, he does a good job. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I love Predators. I'm probably going to watch it this weekend because it's actually been a while and Prey reminded me how much I love Predators. But um, yeah. So, so by chance, I'm actually a bigger Predator fan than you. I like more Predator movies than you do. I mean, if that's how it works, I would say you're a, a, a Predator fan of, of, of uh, more lax taste. Fluffy. Yeah, Perhaps. you are to Predator as I am to Star Wars. It's kind of like, oh, it's all okay. fine. It's like, yeah, it's so all good. More aliens, whatever. It's like, shoot good. your nets. Yeah, it's you can go good. for it, man. Yeah, press, no, press your I, 80s buttons. Go. I, beep, boop, boop, I really boop. hate the AVP movies, and I think Requiem is worse than the first one. Like, uh, like I think I, I really oh, dislike Requiem. Um, the temple, the the thing wasn't. Um, there's a great actor though in that one. Um, well, they got what's his name that played Bishop. To play oh, right, Baylor. Bishop. Yeah, Bishop was in it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I digress. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, before, like, so what'd you think of prey? Because to me, um, I finally have a third predator movie that I love with prey. I thought it was really solid. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I was worried. Really... I'm always worried when I like a movie and I know I'm going to talk to you about it. No, it, if I, I'm now I'm just really curious about the predator, which you told me not to watch. And it, it sounds awful. It looks awful, but, uh, prey was, extremely well-crafted. They thought of so many things in advance. They really planned out all of her powers, if you want to call them. I mean, coming from like kind of a Marvel universe, it's easy to call them powers. She felt like a, a, like a, a character in a video game where you have very specific abilities that you tap into. Like you have, you have agility, like she, so the, the main character in Prey to me, I was like, all right, so she's like an agility character and mm -hmm. she has first aid and tracking abilities like they, they 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 i like the beginning of this movie it's kind of slow and i've seen some people complaining about it being slow but i really like how we kind of just sink our teeth in to our well, protagonist the world that she inhabits and how it sets up what she's capable of that it's how you do a predator movie though because you need to build the battlefield you have to establish what is available to you and that's something that predators 2 did really badly because we kept going to all these random like we went to like a electric facility or something like we predator kept changing two, yeah, locations predator 2 is it was more of a it was a shoot 'em up with a predator in right it, more than it was a, a like a, a hunt uh, like a hide and seek movie like the first predator um this reminded me of and you need that edge to it this reminded me of was it 28 days later where uh scarecrow takes off his shirt and runs around yeah what's this what uh, uh what's his name? cillian murphy yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're Murphy's him. running around. One of my favorite actors. <laughs> and going for it. Like, you gotta build the set and then use what you have. And well, they it, did such a good job with that. Yeah, and it's, you're, you're right. It's like, it's set up. They set up her abilities so we know what we're going to see later on. But they also set up, like, the the woods 
Like the, yeah. and what a good fake out with the quicksand scene. Cause I, I started to get a little grumpy. I'm like, I swear to God, if the predator shows up and she's conveniently covered in quicksand, he can't see her. I'm going to be so mad that they're just retreading predator one. I thought and that would be cute. I thought they missed the ball on that what? one. Man. Oh, I, I was pissed. I was like, moment. I don't want to watch predator one again. Show me something new. And they did. And like, by the time I completely forgot about the quicksand, she uses it to fight the predator. Like, and it's so cool. I loved it. I, there's so many, um, this, this movie like echoes itself. It, it has some really nice, uh, beginnings and ends like with the, 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 um, the quicksands, one of them and the dynamic with her brother is the other. Did you, did you pick up on that with the, the, the I'm basically going to talk about the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie in this. Okay. What, what are you referencing? You know, she wants to be a hunter, right? She doesn't just right. want to be a, a, a gatherer and, and a, and a medicine, uh, uh, specialist, right? Right. She's trying right. to prove herself. That's what she wants. We've established that. And so she goes out to, to face the lion, the, the nitpick, very poorly CG'd lion. All this, a lot of the CG in this movie. Annoyed <laughs> the me. animals were bad. The animals, the animals like in shit. general were bad. Yeah, that really bothered me. Um, but we, we can get to nitpicks here in a sec. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> laughing at chat. Um, so, you know, she, she spears the lion, but she falls off the trees, conks her head out, wakes up, brother finishes off the lion, comes back all triumphant, right? Sure, sure. And you're just like, ah, oh, oh, no, this is a. But then at the end, the, the brother spears the predator dies to the predator and then she finishes the kill. And I just thought that was okay. the most perfect, like poetic full circle of the movie and like really solidified their dynamic. And I really yeah. liked those two characters. And so, yeah, I don't know. I really loved this movie. Like, well, I, and, that's, and they covered that too. Like th this isn't just her heading out because there's a story to tell because that's my character. The entire tribe is in upheaval because their war chief is sick or ailing or dying or something along those lines. I didn't really get the ailment exactly, but you know, mom's talking about taking care of the war chief. They're looking for a new war chief. So there's a competition going on, which makes all the kids a little edgy. You know, you got, you got, they're all trying to represent themselves. They're all trying to get the big kill and she's trying to be a part of this. So when she goes out on her own, it's not chaos at home because it's already chaos at home. It's a time of trial for everybody. So her trial being alongside that and her trying to discover her own place in that society makes perfect sense. Along with the mud she falls into that they use eventually. There's a point where she's running from the bear and she does a little like kick off a tree. And I was like, oh, stylish points there. Well done. But later on, she does that exact same kick in order to bypass a trap that she uses on the predator. So all this breadcrumb trail that they're doing fully builds up to everything, everything she does to combat the predator. Every, every damn part of this movie gets hinted at at some point, like everything gets set up. It, like I loved the slow burn of the trappers. Like there's just yeah, one trap in the beginning and my brain went, are we, are we going to deal with, with non-native Americans? Is that, is that where we're going with this? And then there was a second trap and then there was oh, the and skinned Buffalo. Yeah. Which was great. Cause that would be so disturbing. Like that's a point in history where just people went freaking nuts there was a demand for buffalo hide, and they did that. Uh, uh, Kristen speaks French, so like the whole time I have a translator. I knew all the scenes. Oh, I knew shit. everything. I didn't know that. Was, she was just like she was just there translating every line, which kind of made me wish that this had been done in apocalyptic style. Like they uh, spoke their language the whole time. I forget. I I looked it up earlier, um, but it would have been really fun We're to have a whole movie in prey or in apocalyptic. In, in prey. 
In oh, Prey. and Prey, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's Comanche. Comanche, that sounds right um, to me. Because there's yeah. a whole Comanche dub available of this of this film as well. Oh, I would like that. It's, it's the, a dub, though. They didn't do extra takes. So oh, okay. The, it's the, not, the loves still, don't match up. Yeah. Still, like, it, it was done with such, uh, such respect and uh, tactic. When they would communicate, when, when they would communicate quietly and use hand signals and everything else to make their moves while they were hunting, like I could have done this whole movie without any English, and that would yeah. have been really, really fun. It, it to I'm I'm I waffle back and forth on that because I really like the the I thought the um the brother and sister had really good chemistry because they were they at did. odds, but it wasn't it wasn't ham fisted. Like it, 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 I don't know. Like it felt like they there was mutual respect, even though they were at odds with the way that their society you know, is structured. Um, and I think that came across and I would argue, you know, they talk a little modern, but I just liked it. I didn't care. I liked those two characters a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. They were, they were speaking English, but like, who, the, the first thing when they're at the section. river, it feels a little modern just the way they're, they're talking to each other, but I also kind of don't care. Like, I just, yeah. Cause I liked them a lot. Yeah. Just, Cause it was a vessel for the story. Like we needed information. We need to build that. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm flipping through the trailer right now. I love the predator running through the grass. I thought that was a really solid. Oh, the overhead thing. where you just see the grass yeah. parting, but there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. And then sick. when he gets all covered in blood and he's still taken off after him and the, the expendables, were so well used because they continued to show why she was the one that was going to be taking out the predator because she was ignored, not seen as a threat. She had the medicine that made her blood cooler, like all that well, it's like equaled. The, and that to me, that seemed like a callback to the original predator. Cause that's something that Arnold does in the, yeah. in the first movie. He lives cause he stops and he observes like mm-hmm. that first scene where he gets covered in mud, he just goes and sits there and just watches the predator as it's like looking around. And there's that close up shot on how when the predator turns its head, the turret moves. We're talking pre- original predator here, and so that I thought that was cool too because it's just like no, there's there's a cause and effect. There's a way that this creature behaves, and if you stop for a second and study it, you're gonna give yourself a leg up. Well, and she had all these skills. Like there's the initial scene where she's throwing the tomahawk into the tree over and over again. But under pressure, which we saw, she's spinning on the tree, like everything's great. But the second that lion showed up, which honestly, my brain went, wait, lion? What the hell? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, a mountain, mountain lion. lion yeah. a ma- it took me a moment. But yeah, it's, like, it's, it's the Great Plains, um, yeah. which like could be, so you could be anywhere. I mean, Great Plains are a massive stretch of land, so... Sure, I do wonder, like, if as a historian, if you were watching a movie like this, you're like, Mm-mm, there'd be like 30 mountain lions. Like, this place was packed with animals. They'd have to CG in so many birds. Our modern sensibilities don't know. Like, take all the pigeons you see outside and make those actual wildlife. Sorry, pigeons, but, you know, you're <laughs> like, fill it out. Yeah, but, so no, send your angry pigeon emails, too. But sh- Dude, there was this there was this like fire that would run in the middle of Chicago and it was a memorial and it was super cute. But every pigeon around there was missing toes. So you'd just go to this. You'd be walking down downtown Chicago and just surrounded by toeless pigeons. It was super weird because they all burned off their toes. in the fire trying to stay warm in Chicago. They're beasts, man. Pigeons are crazy. She's got all the skills to down the predator at the beginning, but she doesn't have the nerve. She doesn't have the experience and that growth as she discovers her confidence in those moments is what is, is an element that I don't see in a lot of movies. Like a lot of times they're elite trained, which is fine. That's, that's your predator kind of thing. And that's certainly what Adrian Brody had, like when he was thrown down, 
Yeah, you, you, you just, yes, he is a badass. Uh, moving yep. on. Yeah. And but it also kind of works that- in Predator, too, because then it's just, or, well, original Predator, because it's like, you just like, oh, they're badasses. But then when they start getting just knocked off, it, it has an effect. So. Right, the red shirts, the cast of characters, you have to have the escalation so that you feel, you know, what the threat is. And they certainly have this. And I love the animal thing alongside of it, right? Like having the escalation not only with the other hunters, but the animals alongside. Honestly, my nitpick is with you, man. Like the CGI on the animals is there, that there's a part in a... effect shots I thought were bad. Uh, like yeah. almost every effect shot. There was one that straight up made me angry. And I'm curious <laughs> if if, there okay. is, if this if you share this or if you even notice this, but uh, the very first reveal essentially of the predator. So this is, I guess, uh, shortly after you see the the big ship behind the clouds moving, and they have that nice, beautiful, it's like this low shot where she's looking up as what is definitely the predator ship is moving behind the clouds. Right, the storm, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that that shot is gorgeous and the way they did that was so cool. But then you cut to dead center composition of super CG ship and then the predator just stands up in the middle of the shot and I, and I I hated it. It made me so mad. It, it I could I could hear the studio executive note of uh, I'm sorry. We're like 20 minutes in this movie. How do they, how is the audience going to know a predator is there? Right. Like, right. It doesn't even match the style of the movie. <laughs> there, everything up to that point was really just nice, natural shots of them out in the wilderness. And it just, Oh, I hated it. It made me so that whole, that whole, that shot should just be cut from the movie. It makes no sense. It doesn't even look like the same cinematographer or director was behind it. Uh, I, I didn't pick up on that. It didn't bother me, but I can totally see that. Yeah, it, it was definitely things that bother me more are like internal dialogue, like a uh, dark crystal has when an executive walked in, like, how do we know he's feeling sad sitting by the river, looking at with his head down? Like, I, can you add some sort of monologue going on the background about why he's sad because his parents died? And you're like, dude, we just saw the movie. The beginning of the movie was him dealing with the parents and the, being here. Like, that's why he's sad by the river looking sad. So, I, I, but I, I get you. That would have been really cool to bypass that scene and be like, oh man, what what was the storm? Was the storm something else? Was she hearing like, because early on it could have been gunshots and, and thunder and, you know, really played up that mystery like the original Predator did without well, the ship coming by. I will remind you that the the original Predator opens up with a ship flying to Earth, which I kind of wish it didn't have. Okay, yeah, I'd like to cut that too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you don't have those, the... it's a cool mystery. Like my big, my big complaint is I thought Predator looked dumb without his mask on. His eyes were too sunken in. He looked a little charactery. I and I prefer the classic Predator. But I'd like keep the keep the long proboscis. Um, those things working with the mask was the coolest predator they've ever done. Mask on was my favorite. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't like it as much, but I still liked it. If that makes sense, like it's like I don't, I don't think it's bad. I but there's other predator designs I like more. Uh, I thought it was really effective for this movie because it looks primitive. Like it looks, it looks like a proto predator, which I don't know my predator. I did used to read the comics. Like I was a big dark horse fan back in the day, but I, I've retained none of it. I know there's like, if you actually go look into predator lore, there's different looking predators for different time periods, but I like that. Right, it looked, it looked like a Neanderthal predator. Like it had a more uh, pronounced brow 
And so to me, it worked. I really liked what they were going with with that. But I'm with you. It looked cooler with the mask on. I loved his kit. I loved the shield that he had. All his little, all his little toys. The were shield fabulous. was for me the coolest thing when he, when he, when he, uh, the the burnt out when the, the bait scene with all the traps when he just went yeah. ham with the shield. I was, I was screaming at the TV in joy. I loved it. <laughs> I love fighting. I love using a shield as a weapon, and and that was just grotesque and excessive and wonderful. Personally, I wouldn't mind if we got away from the big glove hand pressing the 80s buttons. I know it's a classic, but times have moved on. They'd have better interface than that. They're space travelers after all. Like, let's let's modernize the Predator cuff a bit. No, it's 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 like it's it's rugged, man. Like, have you seen a construction worker's phone case? It's the, the ugliest, most hideous thing you've ever seen in your life. They're out there fighting and this stuff is exposed to the elements. Okay, yeah, you don't want a big flat screen that you can bust in. Exactly. Good argument. I'm down. No, okay. No, with you. It makes right. It's 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 functional. It's functional. Yeah. It's got a hand. It's got to hold up to combat. So well done, Hulu. What? So this was done by the Cloverfield director. Yes. Uh, no. No. Cloverfield Lane, which is a very oh. different movie, which I love. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg. Okay. Uh, I think this is only his second feature film. Uh, the other is Cloverfield Lane, which is great with John Goodman in one of the creepiest roles I've ever seen him play. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one, well done, Predator. Well done. Yeah, I really I, like I, Dan Trachtenberg. I love this movie. Uh, I now have three Predator movies that I love. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, my good friend Kyle is apparently a raging God of War fan and has never played the 2018 God of War until now. You have officially beaten it, dude. What'd you I think? Have in a marathon, well, a marathon of nights, right? Like I, this was every single evening for the past, what, three weeks? You went on vacation there and I fired up, so probably a month just having at this game. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about this game. Some of it just great. Some of it's, you know, the praising you've heard so far. And I do have my nitpicks as a longtime fan. I didn't realize just how big the game was, of course. I found that over the past couple of weeks, but just how many people played it that never touched the original either. And it's very cool to hear that it landed as strong for those people and that they feel that emotional connection. But on top of it, like I just had, I had a lot, a lot of fun with this. It does have the trappings of a modern open world you know there, there's the seam showing of course and the deeper you get in the game the more those seams show but there's so much i loved about it so we're gonna we're gonna get big and spoiler here as we as we dive in oh yeah yeah uh, spoilers for a uh, four-year-old game it'll happen yeah 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 it could it could and there's gonna be renewed interest but yeah um i love this game i have been replaying it today i just I just got the, what did I do today? Play a little bit this morning. I got the, uh, the, the pick, the, the, the pick out of the giant's head. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're moving yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I just been kind of like a halfway point. I just been running, just been, been running through it. Like not trying not to worry too much about maxing out my Kratos. Cause it has, this game does have RPG like mechanics. Yeah, it, it, the difficulty on normal never really goes high enough that you need to go grind. So I I'd stuck to the main story for the most part. I did a little bit of the fire dimension 
and did those trials, which was really nice that they actually varied them. Every single one of them wasn't a time trial. It was like, kill everybody at the same time. I did a little bit of Valkyrie action on the side. I looked for the bones for some ghosts and all that kind of thing. But I didn't finish it with, you know, epicked out armor by any means. I got caught up in the story of it and wanted to see where we were going, particularly as, you know, Atreus boy goes down like that. That entire business was really, really well done. It is. Um, it's a little on the nose, particularly when you're you're sailing and the camera's spinning around you. You know, it's heavy handed artistry. <laughs> you're going to catch it. Oh, one side of him has the axe and doesn't have the Spartan painter. I think it's a blood mark. I think they go into or a birthmark. I think they go into that in like the PSP games. I didn't play those ones. So sorry. I'm not a super fan. I am a PlayStation God of War one through three fan. But the camera's like pivoting scene one, scene two, going around to the other side of him. That looks more like the ghost of Sparta. And they even brought in Athena there. And th that particular bit of music that I just played, this one here. When they bring in that chorus, they still don't do the riff, which I, I needed. I really, I desperately wanted them to do the full blown. This one, the God of War 3 song here. The actual tune. But it hits it enough. It almost goes there. They almost do the. Like that is the sound of Kratos and they almost do it, but they brought in Athena. They brought in the blades. I didn't know they were even going to do the blades. Okay. That, that's the, literally all I wanted to know was what was, how did that land for you when you go back to the cavern and get the blades? Be Fabulous. Because dude, listen, I, I'm not the biggest God of War fan, but I did, I did beat one, um, started playing two and get, got bored and, Stop playing. Um, but I played one, so I know enough that, like, to me, when that scene happened, I was like, holy shit, it's the Blades of Chaos. I mean, they did the combos. Like, this this wasn't just the Blades that they got out. They got out the entire Kit and Caboodle. Is it Kit and Caboodle? Kit and Caboodle? Or is it Kittens? We're not. Either I'm, way. I'm not having this conversation right now. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not sure. But... It, it's the combos from all three God of War games. This is the the spins left or what was it right left spin spin big slam like this is the combos even to the point where the parts I was like oh they're missing oh they they, they didn't they didn't do it all we're hidden inside of upgrades later on particularly the, the up jump and all that and I mean there was stuff like firing it out and grabbing the little eyeball squid things out fly around I hate those things. Oh, nightmares. I hate. Yeah, yeah nightmares. Those, those I, I hate the uh, the like, I call them witches, but I don't know if that's actually what they are. But the, the smoky uh, revenants, revenants, those things revenants. I hate those bastards. Yeah, they had they had every move accounted for. And that was a huge treat to have. I, it, uh, I was surprised how it translated that they made that type of combat work for the way that this God of War plays. Yeah, like it's uh, it, it. I don't know. To me, it feels like it. Sh it shouldn't have worked because it's a more fluid weapon, and the like the axe and this Kratos is a little more. I don't know, impactful. 
Well, just the camera. The camera was living behind your character a la Batman style, and any sort of vertical combat was going to suffer because of it. They basically made things not go too high. In the case of those those squid dudes, yeah, they you know they were frustrating because they were often out of camera, but you were looking at at the at most usually one of the trolls' crotches. You were too busy spinning <laughs> around and managing your surroundings. You get that I close to the on, trolls. I'm just I'm just throwing my axe at them from like a million miles away. <laughs> you could hit you could hit a pretty good rhythm dodging them, where you could stay up on them. But yeah, it was easier to shotgun, and you got pretty good at the shotgunning, particularly as you had the recall at the perfect point buff ability that would cause it to do more damage. So. Just machine gunning that out was really well, I'm satisfying. More of the, I'm more of the homing attack guy where you like paint targets by okay. holding it. That's, that's more how I used it. I didn't like that because sometimes it would lock on later on in the game. It would lock on to like an invincible guy and then the axe would just fall to the ground and not hit the other targets. So I like I like the spamming. But in general, the combat evolved decently. It was all right. They kind of got into the puzzle of like, you know, don't hit the red guys with the red. Don't hit blue with the blue. That was cute. Uh, The entire Blades of Chaos was an excellent reference, and they really captured the look. And like I'm saying to the exact combos, the puzzles were on point. It was good puzzling. If it wasn't ever really all that confusing, sometimes I like missed where I was supposed to climb. Uh, I was playing on the immersive HUD for the whole thing. So there was probably a waypoint that would have guided me with greater haste throughout the game, but I, I was really, really enjoying the lines, like the, the boy in Mimir, 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 Mimir. Mimir would be like, look out behind you, to your left. And so for the most part, you didn't really even need the HUD. I, I uh, just like the clean screen. I, I probably could have raged a lot more. My cooldowns were probably available a lot sooner. You know, that's, like if that's, I, as I've been replaying it, that's my biggest nitpick. Spartan Rage, uh, I don't, it's my least favorite combat in the whole game. It's your big power up, and I'd rather be fighting with the axe or the blades. Hmm. I liked it. I liked the, particularly as the Blades of Chaos came online, I found myself using melee less and less. So I liked that the Spartan Rage kept some punches in there for me. Mm. I was a big fan of that. I love fighting like the low level Draugr so you could like throw the axe in one, freeze him, and then like run up and just start punching the crap out of sure. him while he's frozen. Like it just, to me, that's like part of the fl- the flow state of the combat of that game that I really love. Um, the yeah. boat was fine. I, I, I love the boat. I remember seeing some reviews that the boat was slow. I thought the boat allowed for the story time and Mimir, the voice actor there, did fabulous story time and Kratos did fabulous story time and you know, maybe the boy didn't have any stories, but still he he prompted the stories long and I thought the boat was really solid. Yeah, in my in my replay right now, uh right when I was like, maybe the boat is a little boring, then I got Mimir. And I'm like, all right, Mimir really livens things Back to up. Story on the boat. time, like, yeah. The voice acting is so good that yeah, it's like it, it's when I replay something, it's like, oh, I'm gonna catch up on so many podcasts. Not with this. No, it's it's I'm totally down to listen to it all over again. I think my favorite part in the entire game and this is not from the action perspective just a story perspective was atreus's tiny spartan rage that was the most adorable thing to ever happen in this entire game when he doesn't know his truth of his you know of his history of his being and he attempts to go full-blown there just it's (laughs) there were there were many points like as a father where I was getting into the game a little more than maybe someone else. But really, the idea of, you know, my three-year-old son entering any sort of 
graphical rage. Absolutely. I see it. You know, toddlers have a tough time. <laughs> I'm so happy he doesn't catch on fire and fly about the room. But it was, uh, I really like the the climb in the mountain too. Like I, I know that's another sore point for people. I really, really liked going back to the same mountain and making it a little further each time. I thought it was a great storytelling device and it made the world feel small and layered, which the lake also did very well with the draining of the lake being how you unlocked more of the open world. Yeah, well, it has, it has you know, uh, very Metroid light mechanics, right? Of the, the backtracking. And once you go back with your new abilities, yeah. you can access new locations and whatnot. And so, yeah, like they're because of the style of game that it is like backtracking is built in. It's part of the game. So, yeah, I'm with you there, too. Like, I I love this game. Like, I really, I really, like, if you want to call it God of War 4 for the sake of our own sanity, I love God of War 4. Yeah, there's, again, there's a bunch of PSP games in there that, you know, we're exploring more comic book style side points. Like, who was his father? Well, we know his father, but who was his brother? And, like, uh, who was his mother? And I, I didn't ever play those, nor did I hear that they were particularly essential to the building of God of War. And God of War, I think, got off the path there, there wasn't a Kratos worth exploring necessarily at the end of three. And this game found a place to continue Kratos' story with Boy, with the story that I thought I thought was really, really strong. And I loved all the world serpent. Everything involving the world serpent, sailing inside the world serpent, serpent talking, serpent getting punched, serpent showing up, like everything involving the serpent was just uh, top tier. Did you, uh, I think you have to see it, right? You, I mean, you saw the, the wall, the prophecy of Ragnarok towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think uh, they're going to do it? You think they're going to kill off Kratos in Ragnarok? Uh, yo, yeah. Yeah. His, particularly because in the final fight versus Balder, you're quick timing as the boy. And it's his story now, right? Like that's a, that's a storytelling device. You were in control of the boy for that part. And that to me really said, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kratos is dead. Uh, any powers that you have are going to be the boys' powers eventually. Maybe Ragnarok, the final scene, will be entirely you controlling the boys. We pass the torch you know, mm -hmm. a la uh, you know, Indiana Jones hat. You know, hopefully it won't be too cheesy. I, I'll be very sad when that happens because I adore Kratos as a character. But I did have my gripes. I got my gripes with it. Uh, first one, I missed quick time events. I really did. I thought there were a couple thrown in for fun, you know, like hitting the axe, but they were all extremely simple. In the old games, particularly on the higher difficulties, which is always where my head will be because I love them, you had to make a choice. Getting involved in a quick time was extremely dangerous because you were taking a chance. Can you actually hit the right buttons? Can you X, O, whatever, the PlayStation button triangle? Or do you just want to stand back and hit the thing while it's kind of stunned and just deal with it in a normal way? Quick times here got repetitive, as they always have been in God of War games because you go into sort of cinematic. But there was no tactical choice involving when you would quick time and when you wouldn't. And that kind of disappointed me. Ah, uh, see, I hate quick time events, and I think they're a cheesy, bad product of their time. And I think Because everybody did them. They died the right death because... Resident Evil 4 and everybody jumped on them and there was all the God of War clones like it I to me it served a very cool place in the game it was your moment of brutality after dealing with a real dick of a boss you know like there were these there were these um dogs these flaming dogs that would grow bigger 
and then eventually vomit forth other dogs. And if you couldn't get them down in time, they would just keep spawning their own dogs. And when you got to quick time one of those, it was like, finally, what a relief. You deserved it. When you fed a Cyclops' own eye, he deserved it, you know? <laughs> Here, it was like, yeah, we're just kind of owning things. And that comes to my next, you know, my next gripe was low enemy variety. Like, we had very, very few enemy types. We fought so many trolls. The bridge garden was a troll. The puzzle room was a troll. Two trolls at once. Uh, I kind of liked it when, like, the the dark elf bug Two of those showed up at the same time because like, oh man, what a, what a what a jerk maneuver game. Okay, you got me, you got me there. But low, low enemy, and hopefully that grows. Like God of War one only had so many enemies, and then God of War two took advantage of the enemies they had already designed and made more. So hopefully with Ragnarok they can say, here's here's our staple, our, our stable. We know it works. Let's add more on top of this and keep the tactical depth, which will be hard to do with the camera. It'll be hard to add more enemy types when the camera can be so restrictive with your viewpoint, as opposed to Kratos in the original games that was more Resident Evil camera, camera glued to a certain part of the room. Very interesting. You have, you have such a fondness for things that I think are I, I never want to see again. Like, I, I hate static camera angles, and I hate QuickTime events, so it's just, it's very interesting. Because, like, I think of them as, like, I hate this phrase, and I hate looking the world this way, but to me, it's, like, objectively bad. Like... I, I I think it's a poor way to design your games, and it's so it's it's. I find it fascinating that you love these things. It was a there was a reason it got copied, and there was a reason it was bad. And we've talked about the Star Wars game Force Unleashed. That was a very very bad copy of this. There were tons of bad copies of God of War, and they happened all the time. God of War to me was the proper imagining of those mechanics. There's a reason why those mechanics were born inside that game and became popular. That's a good point. For, you can move the camera in Force Unleashed, but that game just controlled so poorly. And they built their own engine for this. Like, I totally get that they were limited on time, maybe, that they had to work really, really hard to put out what they did. You know, uh, did they build up Odin a bit much and we didn't fight him? Yeah, I got a little bit of a problem with that. You know, we, we really had to hear a lot of stories about Odin. So I was like... Damn, I'm even getting to the final fight here and Freya going nuts. And I'm like, damn, there's a lot of game to go. And it's no, no, we're done. You haven't even fought Thor, dude. They they just straight up like closed off the doors and said these are closed forever. So I'm hoping that the next game sits like an expansion pack on top of this one. And and we're very much in the same place in the same world because there were so many doors closed. It felt like they ran out of time to produce it in some regards. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I. I never got that because I th- to me by the end of it I was like damn I just ha- I just played a whole lot of game like I don't know they, they told us it felt like a, a story it didn't feel like like there is a cliffhanger there's more story to tell but it d- did feel like a full arc like for Kratos and Atreus by sure. the end like yeah there's bigger bats but it's like literally Odin like it's literally the main god of where you are which was kind of what God of War did right you don't kill Zeus in game one no, not game one. But he's alluded no. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Game one. Well, game one had a very clear objective, which was kill Ares. And Ares was the entire problem. Well, I, I'm happy to go deep. I'm happy to go deep because I think that people often, and even the developers themselves, threw God of War 1 and 2 and 3 under the bus. Like the developers themselves were like, we need to get away from Kratos. Ooh, growl. Oh, he's so angry. And actually discover Kratos as a character and explore it. Like, no, that was two and three. 
Two and three was revenge porn. That was the point of it. Everyone, it was just kill everybody, destroy everything. And they deserved it because of one, you got a job you didn't want. And then they betrayed you. They all deserved it. It was it was absolutely the fantasy to go destroy all the Olympian gods. And they didn't need the big setup of this God of War game, because frankly, we're all deeply aware of Olympian lore because they teach it in school. Hercules came out when we were younger. It's kind con- you know, Hades, like every game, tons of games, I should say, are just going on about Olympian lore. We're all very, very intimate with it. It's very easy to know. This stuff was a bit more complicated. The world serpent, like we've seen Thor, but that doesn't really get into the actual lore of things. Oh, like yeah, I know, I know so little about Norse mythology. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I recognize names. Like, oh, yeah, I know Odin, I know Thor, I know Balder. I didn't know uh, the brothers, Magni and the other one. No, they were cute with their little chant they'd do and they'd go into the mist. And <laughs> that's, sing a cool, together. that's a cool fight, man. I love yeah. I, I love that the other brother gets like terrified when you just bury that axe in Magni's skull. Sure. He's just like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> And this is me, of course, bypassing my pure just fandom excitement that I loved so much of this game. I loved the him guarding his son during that scene. I loved him not touching, you know, hover handing his son a little bit in the early event being like, oh, I can't, man. I'm not I'm not emotionally connecting here. Becoming to the point where he's hugging him while they're falling and event carrying him when he's ill eventually like really just hands on dad and like down on his level hand on the shoulder eye to eye drinking the drink together like all that was so good that's why i want to i want to build on it i want to keep seeing this grow they're gonna i hope so i hope they can nail it and but i I do take great offense with anybody who says that one is no story it's just this it's just this vulgar display machismo thing like no it is machismo it's kind of you know it's, listen it's, it's, listen mountain dew can have a the plot. story it's okay <laughs> that's the story like so many people walked into the GameStop, fired up god of war on the test test version there and it popped up on the two gals in the bed and you'd press O a lot and get some xp and everyone's like <laughs> no like this man is burying his sadness he murdered in a blind rage fueled by aries his main villain his mom, his his wife and daughter, and he wants the dreams to stop. All he wants to do is sleep. He is sleep deprived. Everything in his way in one is an obstacle that he hates, absolutely despises because it's in between him and being free of his dreams, which he thinks is what Athena promised him. And he goes and he defeats Ares and he finally climbs to the top. And what does he do? He throws himself off a cliff to end it all. Because they won't take his dreams away. He just wants some sleep, damn it. He's so tired. Two and three, though, yeah. Like, that, that, that's Kratos, man. Like, you, you, we can all complain about two and three. Like, they should have let you kill Zeus in two. They wanted to make a franchise, do a trilogy. You know, I get it. I get it. You, you, had, you had the money was flowing at the time. But one, one is a much deeper game than people account for. And if he chooses to bury his sadness with ladies on his own private boat, then so be it. Oh, it's, I mean, he, it's not unlike uh, the better depiction. You're describing like the more modern depictions of James Bond. Where yeah. They, they, yeah, they yeah, don't, yeah, they don't yeah, strip that so. away from him, but they, they get into the psyche of what creates a person that behaves this way, that lives their life in this way. You know, what, what creates that? And so, I mean, in a way, I mean, it's not the only thing I'm hanging it on. It's just like, I remember so little about the game other than like, 
extreme violence and quick time events that I uh, hate it. Plus we haven't gotten into my, my biggest gripe about one. I know I've mentioned it to you before the final fight of God of war one is one of the biggest disappointments in gaming. Like you're giant now, uh, punch in the water, boys. Like it's that, <laughs> they trade that out your wet trash. Poorly designed because they trade out your weapon for that sword that you haven't used for the entire game, yep. and you lose your blade. Completely, completely step, fumbles it at the, no, at the at step the freaking line. Go, go, go a step forward. Yeah, that's that's lame. I agree, but go a step before that when Ares taunts you with your own dreams, where you have to defend your own wife and child from visions of yourself as the warrior of Sparta that you were and in order to keep your family healed up you have to hug them by holding the button like tactical hugs was a important part of that <laughs> final battle okay so you could right. keep the, their vision alive while you fought yourself and your own demons oh, and now I'm gonna need to find a, a, a decent way to replay God of War 1 because <laughs> I don't remember any of that but it, I understand for a sequel here and particularly like a long after the fact sequel it's easier to simplify Kratos into hmms and uh, and like oh you know Mimir's like oh, we got to go inside blah 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 and he's like hmm yes like that's Kratos in two and three but Kratos one there was frustrations in the way of a goal here his goal is much much simpler do the ashes get to the top with the ashes and fulfill his wife's dying wish and I think for some players that gets lost along the way and they become frustrated with Kratos being frustrated on the journey which to me is perfectly valid. Perfectly valid. He's just trying to do something simple. And it became an emotional journey with his son. Thank goodness for it, because it was a beautiful journey. Oh, I, I love the moment where they're like, no, you're going to have to take it to Jotunheim. And, and, and there's just this, like, Kratos is in the shot and he goes, that's not what she, that could not have been what she meant. And it's just like, right. it's like when you get the text from your wife at the grocery store and you're like, I'm almost done shopping. Come on. Like... Yeah. And that was the game. And I see why people can find that frustrating. I like the smallness of the world. You know, it's video gaming and that your house is like right there. Like, here's the entire open world and your house happens to be right here. Where do other people live? Who cares? Like, you know, it, 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 there's video game mechanics. The puzzles were video gamey. Didn't, didn't matter there. Yeah. My biggest story gripe is the boy became a dick really fast. Like, just hauled ass through being a dick throughout the entire mountain, particular when he ran ahead and pulled the big ice juggernaut golem thing. That was my like, mm -mm, this ain't cool, boy. I, I cannot, I cannot take this any further. It's a little, and it's a little power hungry. It is. And maybe like more side quest. If I like, if I resed up the boy, you know, not, not technically right. You know, he healed him. If I got the boy up and then we were like, Hey, let's go do some side quests. But the problem is when the second you hit the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain there, it's a very long journey. And for that entire bit, that's when the boys go in hard angst and there is no break until you get to hell. And he kind of like sees a few visions of himself and goes, well, oh, oh, but he's even being like, that wasn't me. I'm like, that was, that was you. That was you. But I like that boy didn't care. Atreus, I could, I'll say that, but I, I like that he didn't care about, you know, Kratos past past that point. It's like, I just saw you beat up a guy. I see you beat up guys every day. Why should I care? Or when Freya is trying to lord the information over him and be like, your boy doesn't know who he is. And Chris is like, mic drop. Here's the whole thing. Here's everything I did. I killed my father. Let's break the cycle. All that. Wonderfully done. I love Kratos breaking the cycle. I loved him saying, you know, I'm not your monster anymore, Athena. I'm not the animal you think I am, Freya. I am making conscious choices. And we're down in Baldur because 
he's got to go. He's a problem God. And we're going to be better than this. Yeah. I, I really like the, the characterization of Kratos and his journey through this, but I like Atreus too, but I haven't got, I'm not in my replay. I'm not as far as you. So I don't remember. I, I do remember being annoyed by Atreus, but I don't, I don't know if it was to a great degree. He goes hard. He's repeating what he's saying, whatever, instead of, mm. so it's very much like Kratos is being exposed to himself on the journey. <laughs> and like, I, there's some poetry there that I can respect. Um, I would have let Boulder kill Freya. That she's nuts. He was nuts. Like just wrap up your nuts and take it outside. I like Freya so much though. Just I mean, I like them both now. a lot. I like them both a lot, but Freya's Freya's cool, man. If there's a I way, think there's more to... you could explore with her because her turn happens very close to the end. And yeah, I think there's a lot more you could. There's a lot more fun to be had and a lot more to mine with Freya as a villain. There is a possibility that I love the idea that maybe she might haunt you throughout Ragnarok, like continue to just be in your way, particularly when you're in the hub world. If they can find a redemption for her, that'd be really great. But it was a very, very fast process and kind of adds that feeling of like, well, maybe they meant to put more game in this game. And maybe they, at that point they were like showcasing it and they were like, dude, you guys need to do a second one. They're like, hell yeah, we'll do a second one. Our studio only makes this game like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so they they you know wrapped up things a little quick there. No, I don't know. I just had a scene with Freddy yesterday where I'm like, oh, it's kind of sowing the seeds of what happens next. Like she's sure not really trustworthy of you from the get go. No. And she takes your nice arrows, your nice green arrows and burns them right before you. And they worked it like there is. That, the, that was the scene. I was like, oh, right. Shoot. Yeah. I forgot about this. She kind of yeah. she kind of flares up like a lot earlier in the game than I remember. Yeah, it. It's interesting after playing God of War one through three, where just every God was nuts. You like didn't meet a single one that wasn't just off their rocker and to have Freya go off her rocker there. I was like, Oh, like I kind of, I kind of want greatest to be living in a good God. Maybe it's just his retirement. I want him to have a better time. Like, you know, maybe <laughs> I wanted Freya and them to be friends. And I was a little frustrated that a couple of gods couldn't be decent, but it does make him kind of the Batman of gods at this point, the policeman who's going around cleaning up and <laughs> I'm hoping they find a balancing act where he doesn't have to clean up everybody with now watching the trailer. It looks like they're going to do, um, Thor tier tier. Oh, they're gonna tier. Do tier. Okay. And tier might not be nuts. Like tier in this game was represented as a good God of war and how Kratos could explore being a God of war, but also being, you know, a, a decent guy. So I hope Tyr's a good guy and not also revealed to be nuts because then we've gone too far. Now we're now we're back. Your big words about Kratos having no, no, no emotions in one. Now we're right back to two and three of Kratos just killing everybody. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know where they could they could take. It. I just I feel like they're going to kill him, but I, I don't know yeah, what sure. form that takes. And I don't. Think you keep making games, you know, Atreus's main game, you know, that feels kind of weird. I think you don't call it God of War anymore, but yeah. I would be interested in exploring more. I like Atreus. That's why I'm like trying to remember how annoyed I was. And it's, it's, it's coming up murky for me because I remember still ending being like, I am surprised I had it. I was with a child character for that long and I liked the game as much as I did. Like the, the that actor did a really good job. They made some very strong choices and they were very aware of how babysitting and escort quests can get annoying. And they did that with Pandora in three and it was bad. It was not fun. You know, making sure she's not being grabbed off or pulled into some dimension. There's some um, 
there's some like side quests where like Atreus gets grabbed and you have to help him, but they were they strictly kept those to hell riffs or <laughs> whatever those things were that you'd occasionally run into. So some really smart game design decisions. It's a good game. I'm looking forward to finishing my replay. I'm just sad that, you know, I've got to get a PlayStation if I want to do it on release. I definitely want to. Uh, but, oh, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, and then when the kid walks in and he's got the hat, the Egyptian hat on, I'm just like, do it. Oh, I've wanted that for so long. <laughs> like when, when I first played God of War 1, I was just like, do it again and just go. I, Norse mythology was pretty low on my list, honestly. We didn't have Thor movies yet. I, I, you know, I didn't particularly care too, too much. But when he walks in and they're like palling around with him wearing the hat while Kratos is looking at pottery. Oh, oh man. And I, they originally were going to. Uh, originally, they were going to make this an Egyptian god game, but as they got into it, they're like, oh, shit. Egyptian gods are almost all about civilization. Maybe maybe our first foray into exploring Kratos shouldn't be, uh, you know, him in a city walking around with, like, infrastructure and people and innocence. Yeah, I think you need to um, make him a more sociable character. <laughs> Yeah, but I hope I hope they do. I hope they do an Egyptian something. Maybe that's where you take Atreus after Kratos. That'd be fun. Okay, I could do Atreus that. Atreus could be a more functioning, like, human, even though... Yeah, well, he's, he's a lord of languages. Like, his special yeah. powers are based around understanding languages and stuff. A cute little nod when he was like, can I turn to animals? And you're like, ah, Loki, yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Yeah, you know, I, I started. I, it was pretty loud when you're like getting into the giant realm, and and it's like, well, okay, a half giant. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, the Odin. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm seeing, I'm seeing this. I get it. You gotta have to do Loki, right? You gotta. Yeah. yeah. You can't. You can't do. They're they're hitting at Thor. You can't. Yeah. I was happy Loki wasn't a big part of it. I, I'm I'm Loki burned out from Marvel things. That's such in a general, specific Loki, though. It is, but trickster gods in general. I'm glad we didn't really do that part. We just didn't really fight a lot of gods in God of War here. It was a great setup. I just wish I just wish I could have seen the other dimensions I wanted to go. It was so teased out, Thor's dimension being all locked up the whole time. Uh, the tier stuff was interesting, though. Well, I'm glad you liked it for the most part, man. Places to go. Yeah, no, my, my critiques are merely uh, things I want to see explored with a lot, a lot of understanding for how they happened. So we need to get why. you a PS5 before November. It comes out in PS4 too. So, you know, if we need, if I need the hustle and I have to, like it, it is being co-released as long as PS5s are suffering. I mean, I don't really want to get a PS4. <laughs> I'd rather have a PS5, but, you know, they're still hard to get. They are. They are. I've, I've managed to secure two of them. So, you know, I can show you my That was tricks. a lot of vigilance, man. You were busy. Like, you were doing that every day. You were setting alarms and stuff. I was there. I was there while you were trying to do that. Dogs are going nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, but the trick is uh, you just don't get bummed out when you miss out. What you didn't hear is, like, the 40 of them that I didn't get. And sure. It's just like, eh, I missed it. You know, I don't stress out if I get a notification and I don't, I can't go and buy it right now. Like, it's just like the, all of them I got, it was just, I happened to be in the right place at the right time when I got a notification. So anywho, we should, uh, it's, the show's already gone pretty long, but we should, you know, let's take a question before we wrap yeah, up. Let's take an we? email on our way yeah, out. Yeah, let's do it. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us over at patreon.com slash Garrett and Kyler, support our bromance.com. Just go there. It'll take you to the same place. 
um, you can, we've got a dedicated question channel so you can send us a message there. And it's looking more and more like we're going to have to, uh, do a little bonus episode at some point, burn through some of these questions. But um, I want to talk about uh, this one for for no very personal reason whatsoever. But Anzo wrote in and said, hey, besides ITN, uh, what is one other now defunct po- podcast or project you each have been a part of that you miss? Ooh. Yeah, no reason this is on my mind. No, no. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I miss doing uh, DM Giz Inspiration a lot. That was that was merely a time decision. I did a, and it's still available. You can still find it on Spotify, and it's evergreen because it's learned to play Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. But I didn't have time to produce it anymore. It was a really really fun project. I really enjoy teaching in general, but I enjoyed teaching dungeon masters because I feel like being a DM is the best role. You're you're the wizard. You're the control the the, the control sorcerer. Of a sorts. It's a strategy game. It's game design. It's just so rewarding. And a lot of people don't want to do the dungeon mastering part of Dungeons and Dragons. And I really enjoyed getting to inspire. I'm going to use that word. I'm going to use them. Uh, <laughs> inspire a lot of people to try out DMing and ultimately enjoy it. It was literally the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it hit an emotional thing for me. I really like that. But it was a smaller show that had to be cut for time, ultimately. Yeah, everything I miss was something that gave me a lot of personal gratification, but uh, the, the hours did not match up with the income, and I was just like, I can't keep again. For me, that was my solo show. I think we both have solo shows here, so R2-T2, I miss a lot. Uh, let me just explore whatever wild bullshittery I wanted to dive into on any given week, but it was just me, and it was like a day long process to get one of those episodes out into the world to figure out what I was going to do and uh, make it cohesive. Um, yeah. But I had a really good time making those. Those were fun. Solo shows are intense. Uh, you, Cause you got to keep talking, you know, it's just you, <laughs> you gotta keep going. You gotta keep yeah. Going. For the longest time I missed week sauce, but this show is basically just the super Saiyan version of that. So exactly. This is uh, yeah, that pumped up to 11 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, I mean, there's some I miss about all of them, but but the personal, the the very personal journey that was R two T two. That's that's up there. That's up there. But um, but yeah, yeah. They said besides ICN, man, at at the height of here's the storm, you know, and CCL just announced they're not doing another season. All that got to do the pro player interviews for that. Like there was a time. I'm sure with many content creators, I think most content creators probably start out like this, particularly in the age of streaming where you just are one game where I was coaching and streaming and doing the show and everything I did up until 2018, right? Was just, here's the storm. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. If, you, if, you've, if you've been a, a single game creator you've, and you've done it for any amount of time, eventually you're going to have to live through your game dying. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Unless I guess it's World of Warcraft, but it's already had like kind of its mass exodus. Like, right, right. Well, many, many, many deaths along the way. Right. And that, that, that changes the infrastructure. There's always chances for new content creators to show up for others to take spots to find new ways to do something like that ecosystem continues. And there's certainly Minecraft like Minecraft keeps making videos. Um, you know, the, the, the palin around going to play Raph. We're going to play. What was the one with the grounded? I think was the one where you were like tiny and fighting ants. 
those games will always have a place. And those YouTube channels are so different than what we do in podcast land. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, yeah, this, this, this game and our little, like our asides when we're streaming final fantasy, man, it's like, get to get to stretch a bit, get to explore other games get to be get back to being just a, a lover of like just getting back to be a gamer. I hate the word gamer. It's overused. It has no meaning well, anymore. Sure. But uh Sure. But just getting back to like, oh yeah, I used to play all whatever game I wanted to for whatever reason I wanted to. And that was that. And so this the show allows us to explore that a little bit. And I love when we get up to our little conversations about what else we're playing on our stream. Like it's just a good time. It's so. healthy to have a massive diet of video games and consume other types of media as well and live services they came for our time for i want to say like nine years straight like they every company are. said final fantasy yeah, they, man yeah it's true it's true but final, even up. final fantasy found their pacing in this modern world where they where the patch cycle is regular the number of bosses is set like you never knew what you were going to get with world of warcraft or any blizzard product like when you would get it what the amount was how much of it there was and it, it left you jonesing constantly for more and in their ecosystem, in their maze. <laughs> and yet I'm jonesing to return to one of those I already did. Like, bring on Wrath, sure. man. Bring on Wrath again. Yeah. I want to do it. Yeah, I want to play it. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm curious, of course, about the new Diablo game. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, I'm, uh, dude, the, the, the free, you weren't at that BlitzCon. The demo was great. I, I want to play that game big time. Yeah. And some serious talent from here's the storm that we like what they do. They're over there making that game now. So I'm very excited for it. So thanks for the question. I'm going to keep it short this week. Uh, you know, this episode went a little long and we fought through some, uh, technical difficulties. They like to happen. Yes. Light yeah. technical difficulties. Yeah. But we want to thank and uh, do a shout out to our badass patrons for supporting us here on Patreon. Check out, uh, you, you can shortcut to our Patreon by going to supportourbromance.com. Help Kyle get a PS5. Go to supportourbromance.com. <laughs> That's the goal by March 9th of, of uh, April, of, of, of November. November 9th. <laughs> there's, a, there's a date. You need date for, dates for your goals. This is great. This is great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. So. Exactly what we're looking for. Uh, really appreciate everybody. Um, let's see. Uh, Kyle, you got some music ready? We got a, a lot of patrons. I, I, I do. I do. I'm loading up right now as uh, everything crashed during the break. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, people would know that that song. Hang on. Let me stop that one. <laughs> a little callback there. Accidental. Accidental callback. There we go. All right. Matthew Marcy, thanks for becoming a patron. Yes. Uh, to Palio M. Thank you for becoming a patron. Surubachi. Appreciate your support and your dollars. Sonic Rose. Sonic Rose, thanks. AJ. AJ Edmund. Enjoy the enjoy the patron perks. Ixia. How do you do how would you accomplish this? The the sandwich. Oh, uh uh oh Azixa. Azixa. Okay, yeah, I like that. You know Azixa. I just never said it. I never said it aloud. I'm, I'm aware of what the name looks like. <laughs> Miss Renbird, thank you for becoming a patron. Justin N, thank you for becoming a patron. Will Fu, appreciate it. Ryan Wojo. Oh, Mr. R. Wojo. Yeah, yeah. I see you. You're in chat right now. 
and Brondo. Thanks and for the Brando. support. Thanks for going to supportourbromance.com and signing up. Really appreciate it. And there's a very special level of patrons that we thank each and every episode. Our legendary level backers. Thank you to Sean B, Mike R, Zero Lambda, Stephen J, and Ross A. You want to get thanked every episode. Go check it out. All the info about becoming a legendary level backer at supportourbromance.com. That was a very sudden stop of the music. Oh, my God. I apologize. I wanted to see if I could fade it out, but I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I have an audible whiplash. Uh, you can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. You can find our YouTube content, including streams, the live stream of this show, our Final Fantasy XIV streams, and our weekly videos that upload every Wednesday at youtube.com slash TV. Kyle, anything else you want to promote this week? That this is it. It's all here. All right. It's all right it's here. All here. So until next time, good luck. Have fun. No, we say GG now. GG! I still say take care though, right? Can I still do that? Do you yes. want me to yeah, like, yeah. go I like in take and care? I would, I would take feel care. bad without it. <laughs> <laughs>